From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Monday, August 2nd. Depending on who you ask, it's been years, maybe even decades, of Moab locals and state officials pleading with Utah legislature to create some protections for the Dalton Wells Dinosaur Quarry near Arches National Park. Earlier this year, lawmakers finally appropriated some money to this plea. With a $36 million spending tag, they created two new parks this year, including Utah Raptor State Park in Grand County. Right now, Director Joshua Hansen is the new park's only employee. Uh, we don't even have an address. I want to try and get an address today because we don't know where the actual turnoff to the park is going to be. I can't get that yet. So. Hansen spoke at a Utah Friends of Paleontology meeting in Moab last week. He has experience working in state parks, but also in construction and law enforcement. Two factors he says played a role in his job offer for Utah Raptor State Park. It's just a matter of you've, you've got to put a law enforcement president out there to fix the issues that are going on. Just what you have to do when there's people, you have to have law enforcement or people do whatever they want. Doing whatever they want, Hansen's talking about the unregulated dispersed camping near Dalton Wells. Utah Raptor State Park will create two developed campgrounds in the area. One near Dalton Wells will have between 40 and 50 sites. Hansen says they're still, quote, nailing down the design of the other campground, which will be situated closer to Willow Springs Road. Putting in the campgrounds will reduce the amount of people that are going and using the bathroom wherever they want. Once we build the park, presence will help with all of the other stuff. It won't fix everything, but it helps tremendously. It will also change the area tremendously. State Parks plans to drill a deep well, so campgrounds in a visitor center will have water, septic, and electricity. A July press release from the agency says that construction will begin in 2022. But right now, Hansen said it's anyone's guess. That's because Utah Raptor State Park still has to acquire its land from other state agencies. So while Hansen knows the park will likely be around 8,000 acres, its exact border is the big big question mark right now. Currently, part of this land acquisition and leasing process is under a 60-day public comment period. Once that's settled, Hansen says Utah Raptor State Park will move on to construction bids. Jim Kirkland is the state paleontologist who's asked for more protections of this area for over 25 years. He personally named Utah Raptor in the early 90s. You know, it's a great site. And it's, you know, for Grand County, it's a huge asset. And it's not only dinosaur resources, Kirkland says. The remains of a building used for civilian conservation corps workers and later as an internment camp for Japanese Americans during World War II is also situated in the Dalton Wells area. State Parks plans to interpret and feature these sites as well. Jennifer Oslison is the vice president of Utah Friends of Paleontology. She says this layered history makes this park valuable. The internment camp is interesting, too. It's, it's a part of our history that kids still aren't taught in school and they need to learn about. So it's a great way to combine history along with the paleo, the geology, and just being outdoors. So it's a, it's a good combination. But Oslison says the biggest thing on her mind is securing better protection for fossils from vandalism. During last week's meeting, Kirkland says he's observed a site in Grand County that's experienced 100% vandalism since the 1980s. Well, people want a piece of it. You know, they want a piece of history. 
One of the hopes for Utah Raptor State Park is to allow people to experience history without needing to take it home. Kirkland says there's still so much to learn about dinosaurs in Utah and in Grand County. Utah, half of all federal permits to do you know, like paleontology, vertebrate paleontology, are in Utah, half of them for the nation. And about a third of them are in Grand County. You know, Utah is now known for being the richest area for dinosaurs in the world. You know, I mean, we have more dinosaur species right now and many more coming. The Utah Friends of Paleontology Moab chapter has free public talks each month. Their ongoing fundraiser is raising money for interpretation projects at Utah Raptor State Park. Find out more at utahpaleo.org. The COVID-19 pandemic led to numerous changes in many towns across the West. From an influx of remote workers to skyrocketing real estate prices, local governments have been struggling with how to address rapidly shifting demographics and accelerating housing crises in their communities. And now, as a new report from Colorado shows, many pandemic-era changes are likely here to stay. Milwaukee from KHOL in Jackson, Wyoming, has more. John Stavney lives in Eagle County, Colorado, home of Vail and Beaver Creek. He served on town boards and was a county commissioner there, but recently he's taken on a new position. Executive director of the Northwest Colorado Council of Governments. It's a mouthful, um, but we represent local governments. Stavney's job is to communicate with several resort communities similar to Jackson Hole, like Aspen and Breckenridge. He also took on a new task this year documenting changes that have occurred in those areas since the outbreak of the pandemic in March 2020. I think when COVID first hit, a lot of our communities thought, well, interesting, we're going to have the place to ourselves, right? Like the 2008 financial crisis, um, you know, the housing prices may go down and people are just not going to want to be here. Well, it turns out People have a lot of options when it comes to isolation. Stavney started hearing anecdotes from county commissioners about visitors coming to mountain towns and staying longer and demanding different services than most locals. So he talked with real estate agents, conducted surveys, and crunched the numbers to get a fuller picture of just how much the pandemic is affecting mountain towns in six Colorado counties. His research culminated in the 70-page Mountain Migration Report, And what Stavney and his partners found is that many communities are undergoing accelerated changes unlike anything seen over the past decade, especially when it comes to housing. So there's a sense among some locals that the housing issue is just the same as it ever was, right? One of the things that we found out is, um, yes, but that's not quite the case. For example, many new residents and part-timers are entering the rental market rather than purchasing real estate. That's raised the average price of some apartments and townhomes by anywhere from 20 to 40 percent. We think of renters as being somebody who's going to be there for a year or more, which is probably somebody who's going to probably have a local job. Well, many of them have work that's attached somewhere else. 60 percent of new residents that moved during the pandemic to the Colorado area studied work for an employer located outside their resident county, compared to just a quarter of the local population in those places. 70 percent of those same newcomers also make over $150,000 a year. Lo and behold, no, the, the, the people that also need help are, are nurses and doctors and people earning what locally looks like a lot of money. 
But when they're competing with these folks uh, coming in, it's a different game. Stavney says he's been aware of these trends for a long time. But like so many shifts across the U.S. last year, COVID accelerated and cemented them. Real estate, for example, is poised to remain on a bull run. And part-time residents, who represent a big part of those surveyed communities, are also doing things differently. You know, they're not visitors in the classic visitor sense. They're really seeing themselves as residents of the community, right? We, in a couple of years, a, a large number of these people potentially are going to be long-term people, and they migrated and stayed. Part-time residents will spend 30% more time in their vacation home over the next few years, according to the report. That's good in some ways for local tax collectors, nonprofits, construction workers, and more. But it also makes it harder for local workers to find a place to live. Workers are people. They come with families. They need a place to be. You can't just stack them up like cordwood. 18% of surveyed renters said they saw their monthly rates go up in 2020, and 31% expressed having severe difficulty securing housing. Stavney says he hopes local officials see his report and realize they need to take radical action. They're going to have to make some changes in policy and in some cases, I think, aggressively pursuing even more than they have before housing, you know, and, and whatever form that takes. They're going to have to shake the tree more than they have before. Stavney also says that's sure to meet healthy resistance from people who suddenly have to live in denser neighborhoods or have their views obstructed. They are special places, and there are, there's a reason that many of us who are in these places have gravitated here. You know, change uh, needs to respect that. But change also needs to respect the needs of both newcomers and local workers. Stavney says that's going to take courage from electeds to be bold and think outside the box. I think all that incremental stuff is, is good, but it's not going to address this. Mayors and county commissioners across the West have already started referencing the Mountain Migration Report, partially to signal how quickly their communities are shifting and in what ways, and partially to show other mountain towns you're not alone. Will Walkie, KHOL News. This report comes from our partners at KHOL in Jackson, Wyoming. And that's the KZMU News for Monday, August 2nd. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.